We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of Rotowire. Joining this, what is this? Friday, May 7th, by Adam Zadroik of Rotowire to talk about Saturday's Premier League slate. Uh, for those of you who regularly read the FanDuel Premier League article, you're familiar with Adam's work. Adam is also uh, Adam at DraftKings player as well. So well versed to talk about this uh eight-hour Premier League slate where the most exciting game if there is even one is the late one right sure about that uh crystal palace sheffield united like i don't know that might be maybe the most exciting game of the season i don't know yeah pretty starting with the fireworks yeah i mean ben osborne one of my favorite players on the slate can't forget about him um i've already forgotten about him uh so yeah, three games late, as you said, Crystal Palace favored away, which doesn't happen often, against the already relegated Sheffield United. When um, we have Man City favored at home against Chelsea, uh, the totals in those games are amazingly close. Amazing because one game has Manchester City and Chelsea, who are going to play for the Champions League final, and the other one is Crystal Palace and Sheffield United, who will not be playing for the Champions League title. But the late game, Liverpool at home against Southampton, which uh, based on the odds should be an absolute bloodbath. Um, we were talking earlier that we have absolutely no idea what the Man City lineup is going to be. They obviously played midweek. Uh, they played last weekend. They don't have another game until next weekend, but they can also win the title if they win on Saturday. Uh, how are you going about looking at that team? 
Um, I mean, it's, it's kind of the same for both Manchester City and Chelsea because, I mean, they, they're in the same situation. Um, I, I mean, they, they have a couple guys where, you know, Mason Mount, he seems to play every game. Um, but Manchester City, who knows? Uh, I think, you know, uh, Rodrigo is going to be back in the lineup. Pep could go to Aguero and Jesus again, which I think is going to be the case. But then since they don't play for another week, um, he could just repeat what he did against PSG midweek. Um, it's really, it's kind of how it's been for, I don't know, all season almost, or whenever Champions League's going on, you don't know what Pep's going to do. So uh, it's kind of wait and see until the lineups come out. And you know there's going to be one player that you're like, uh, whoa, this guy's starting? Like some 18-year-old player is going to pop up in the starting 11 at some point and be like, oh, okay, well, there's Pep doing his Pep thing. Um, I don't want to mess this kid. Yeah, Tommy Doyle is the one that always like pops into <laughs> my mind. We're like, oh, Tommy Doyle is starting for Man City today. Uh, I don't expect him to start this match. Like I think – I think they they take this one seriously enough that like I think if you have an opportunity to win the title then you go for it but that doesn't mean that they're just going to like steamroll Chelsea. They right. both teams like have an incentive not to do too much because they're playing for, for something else in a few weeks. Um that being said, like if even if we knew the lineup, like how confident can you be with guys like Mares or Aguero or Jesus or Sterling even playing like 70 minutes. Like that's my problem is that like, even if I knew what the lineup was going to be, I just assume everybody is a sub risk. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, the other thing is, I mean, I think the odds are pretty much based off of uh, the last time they played. It was only a few weeks ago in the FA cup and it was, it was a one zero Chelsea one. Um, and like neither team really did anything. Manchester City had 11 shots to five for Chelsea. Chelsea had, they both had three shots on target. They combined for nine corner kicks. Like it wasn't an offensive heavy match. And then you're, you're going into the slate looking at the price and it's like, why am I paying this much for, for any of these guys? If it's going to be a defensive match, these teams are going to play safe. They're coming off champions league, second leg. So um, I mean, if it's the same kind of match, like there's really no reason to to pay up for these guys when Liverpool are a huge favorite. So, yeah, the way I was looking at the Man City prices, like we're not we're not getting any benefit for their for them being in a tougher matchup. Like if you just go by the odds, and and they have a higher team total than like Crystal Palace and Sheffield United, but like in some cases they're like one and a half x the price of the starting uh, forwards, like. Mares is 92, not to like compare these two, but I'm going to do it anyway. But like Mares is 9,200 and Christian Benteke, I can't even scroll far enough uh, to find him. Like he's 5,600. Like 5, yeah. yeah. And it's just like, again, they're very different players, but like if you're looking at one of the leading goal players in those games that have similar totals, like I think for tournaments, at least you just take the cheaper guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even, even someone like Ben Teke, he's not like Crystal Palace have had a pretty difficult stretch and he's, he's like doing something like Crystal Palace have played Manchester city, Leicester, Chelsea. He had three shots against both Man City and Leicester. Um, so he's at least doing something, which, you know, that's more than, I don't know, 
David McGoldrick or mm-hmm. Ryan Brewster for Sheffield United. So it's at least positive and, and then he's 5.6K. So not a bad option overall. I think given the given the the possibilities, I still play Southampton guys over Sheffield United guys. Yeah, I, I'd uh, agree with that just because Sheffield United is, you know, they're in last place. So, um, I, you know, I still have my eye on Ben Osborne. <laughs> He's playing in an attacking midfield role, and you, know, you can't really trust Crystal Palace's defense. Um, and then, I mean, as for Southampton, like they don't have Danny Ings. Um, not like Mina Mino is going to do anything, but he's, he's not, he can't play against his parent club. Um, I guess Ward Prowse is cheap. (laughs) Um, when you're looking at their lineup, I mean, I guess you could go after a random goal from Walcott or, um, actually now I look at it, Nathan Tella is really cheap and I think he's going to be pretty popular. Um, that'll probably be something we look at it down the line here, but he's 3.5 and uh, he was only subbed off last match because Vestergaard was wrongly sent off with a straight red card. Right. So, and before that he played over 80 minutes. So he's a young guy and they're going to give him minutes and he draws, I don't know, five fouls every match just because he's like a little guy that just runs past everyone. So, right. Um, Not that he can do that against Liverpool, but you know, he might be able to run by them, just not with the ball. Um, <laughs> exactly. So obviously Liverpool is where we want to be. Salah is the most expensive forward at 9,700. Is there any reason not to play him other than it seems like everyone should just play him? I think there are reasons not to play him. Um, yeah, because he will be super popular, but and I, I kind of got to think for Diego Jota. Um, he doesn't have the same kind of goal odds, but he seems to take more shots consistently. He just likes to unleash whenever he has the ball. And um, sure, Salah's on PKs, but that's why it costs more. Um, I don't know. I mean, you can look at any of these guys. There's a chance Liverpool go with their four forwards, and then you're stuck with, like, maybe you'll pick two of those guys and, and hope that the other two don't score kind of thing. Um Sure, Salah is most likely to score, but it's not like if he doesn't score, he has a huge floor or anything. So I'm not completely sold on him overall. Um, I am only sold on Salah because I think I'm playing him and Jota. Like, <laughs> I think that like the it wasn't an or for me. I, I want both of them. It's really like I'm probably not playing Mane. And I think Mane like, continues to be like such a great tournament play because – Everybody, I think, should play Salah and Jota, but like Mane is just as involved um, and can go off at any point. Firmino at 6,700, I think, is the most uh, unrealistic to explode, but you also, like, because they're in the late game, if you put Firmino in a forward spot and he doesn't start, like you're stuck. Now you're playing Che Adams because you can't get any other. I guess you could play Tiago if he starts because he's still forward eligible somehow. Um, there you go. Good swap. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just think we'll see plenty of like Liverpool stacks because 
basically like Liverpool's priced as they should be and Man City have are priced. I think they're all overpriced given the matchup. And so it's just easy to go to Liverpool and like Salah and Jota don't have the highest floors, but I think they're still going to be really popular in cash because, because they should just dominate Crystal pa- or uh, excuse me, Southampton. Yeah. I, I also think if you take two of Salah, Mane and uh, Jota, then that'll leave you with either Alexander Arnold or Robertson and not both of them. If you take one of those guys, then you could probably stick with both defenders. Um, not that it's a must, but um, I think Alexander Arnold is a must on the slate, but uh, more so than Salah actually. But um, I've got some really, really cheap guys that I'm willing to play to get all of them. Okay. Um, oh, okay. Ben Osborne. Not, all right. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> it's not Osborne. Osborne's too expensive. I'm not proud of it, but I'm gonna really. We'll get, we'll get okay. to those guys. Okay. Uh, any thought on the Crystal Palace forwards like Zaha, Eze, Townsend? I kind of like, I kind of like Eze. Um, you know, he's still on, he's still taking corners and yeah. he's actually had a pretty decent floor the last two matches. Like he had 8.3 points against Manchester City, which I don't know, that's probably one of the best floors of the season for anyone. Yeah. Um, and you got, you got to think like Crystal Palace at least have the ball a decent amount against Sheffield United. Maybe it'll be more open than anyone thinks, even if it's not like there's going to be set pieces for Eze and Sheffield United are bottom of the table. Um, even Benteke, like he's super cheap. If you want to those Liverpool guys, plug Benteke in at utility or the second forward. And, um, you know, that's, I don't get, get you places. Um, I don't know where, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, Crystal Palace won two zero in the first meeting. So it's not, it's not like this is a normal matchup for them. Like there's a chance they actually score four goals here just because Sheffield United aren't good. So. Yeah. I mean, an already relegated team. Like I just, I see no reason to think, to get excited about, I mean, I'm not playing any, any forwards from Sheffield United. I just don't, no, I don't understand the upside versus guys from Crystal Palace. Um, like Firmino is $600 more than David McGoldrick. And like, I was just saying like Firmino's spot in the 11 is not guaranteed, but like I would, ne- if I knew they were starting, like you, you would never play McGoldrick. Right. Even from a ownership standpoint, like it's just, it just doesn't seem worth it. Yeah. Even from that, like Zaha is, 7,800. And I, I wouldn't do that of all the, of the palace forwards. Like I wouldn't touch Zaha just cause like, he's so expensive. Um, it's not like he has a huge floor either. He's been playing as a forward. Maybe he'll, he's most likely to score on crystal palace, but I mean, I don't know if that's something to bet on when, you know, he's thousand more than Firmino. So, yeah. Yeah, he like his floor was always about shots and fouls drawn, and he's just like not shooting as much in this position somehow. And so, I mean, he could score; anybody can score. But um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not there. Yeah, I don't I think also, he's been normal since uh, he returned from injury, and he's just yeah. been kind of struggling along here. Some of it's schedule, but it's not like he played well against uh, West Brom, right? Teams he should a month ago. Yeah, yeah, and I'm. I'm not touching the uh, the Southampton guys, although I had no idea Tello was forward eligible. Was he always forward eligible? Uh, 
I don't know. He, I, I mean, so. you never know, you never know with DraftKings, so it's. <laughs> It'll be yeah, a goalie there's, next there's week. A chance, <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Uh, I mean, thirty five hundred. I don't think that's crazy. Like, if you're trying to like get as many, if you're trying to stack Liverpool and Man City, and you need a thirty five hundred dollar guy, uh, I guess that's it. Although, the Liverpool and Man City guys you want are probably or forward eligible anyway. So I'm not sure yeah. you're filling those in. Any love for the yeah. Chelsea guys? Um, no. I mean, like I said, that last meeting against Man City, they, they actually won, but they had, you know, like five shots. So, like, if anything, I'd probably go Pulisic because he's probably going to start. He didn't play midweek or he came off the bench midweek um, and he wasn't too happy about it. But he's at a reasonable rate. The problem is how much of these guys can get the ball. Like, yeah. they'll have a couple shots, but what else are they going to do? I don't know. Their floor would be three or four points. and. I don't think that's going to be worth it when you have you have these other matches. You have Liverpool to look at. So right, yeah, I see no reason to to pay for any of the any of the Chelsea guys. I mean, I guess there's your you know GPP low ownership options, but it's not even like they're that cheap. Um, yeah, like I'd rather test on Southampton guys than spending two thousand more on Chelsea guys. Right. Right. Um, like they'll get the same amount of work theoretically. Mm-hmm. Right. But uh, so midfield, we're talking about how we have no idea what Man City is going to do. If De Bruyne starts, like I, I'm I still not, I still haven't convinced myself if I need to play him or not in cash. No. Um, I don't really want to. It's crazy. That's not like I've, I don't think I've ever not wanted to play him, but like this just doesn't seem like a situation where I need to play him. Yeah. I mean, the matchup is, is part of it. I was, I was on, uh, I was fortunate enough to be on team uh, fade De Bruyne midweek and I captained Maras in that PSG matchup. Um, but Maras is, he's, he's been playing in terms of fantasy, like his numbers have been as good as De Bruyne's. Like, yeah. He's not sure he's not in PKs and everything, but um, he still takes a lot of shots and a lot of crosses. So he's still active in the attack. And I think, getting him for cheaper is if you want a man city piece, like I'd rather take him than uh, the other guys up there. Like Foden's more expensive than Myers as well. Like I don't, there's no reason to spend up in that matchup uh, when Myers has been playing, playing as well or better than those guys, at least in fantasy. I'm pretty sure Myers took their last penalty. I remember De Bruyne had the ball because I had De Bruyne and okay. then he gave it up yeah. to Myers. Um yeah, that was late in the match and I forgot what happened there, but yeah. I just remember that De Bruyne didn't take it <laughs> and it went in. So um but yeah, I think uh I think Mares is probably where I would end up. I mean, Foden I think Foden's fine. I think if he starts and De Bruyne doesn't, I think Foden ends up being popular in cash cuz everyone's like, "Oh, the Man City set pieces." And I think they probably win more than Chelsea wins, and so like I would take Foden over Mount, but I'm not sure the floors of those guys in a game that's going to be low scoring is, is enough for me to play them, which, and if I'm playing them, I'm not playing like multiple Liverpool players. And so I think it all comes back to that. Like, would you rather play man city in a tough matchup against Chelsea or the Liverpool guys? Some of whom are even cheaper than the man city ones in a game. They should blow Southampton out. Yeah. Even looking at that last, the FA cup matchup between Chelsea and Manchester city, 
Chelsea had 10 crosses, two of which were accurate, and Man City had 20. So, like, like you're paying – if you want to pay for set pieces, what is that? I don't yeah. know, five crosses maximum for the rest of the guys, and then it's spread out throughout the team. So, I mean, it's just not enough to pay yeah. up for it at least. I was disappointed to see Ferran Torres at 7,400 because I was like, I don't want to play Man City, but I will probably play $5,400 Ferran Torres if he starts. But 7,400, I'm just out. Well, uh, Gundogan is uh, 300 more than him. So that's that's not why I'm passing on Ferran Torres. (laughs) You want to take that route? I'm not going there. Um, I don't think I've played Gundogan yet. My balance keeps going down because of it, but I, I'm I'm not doing it. Mm-mm. Yeah, I think there's a question with Ward Prowse right there, uh, seventy two hundred. You got him in your squad, or I don't. Um, Ward Prowse is is totally a always gets there guy. Um, like well, last he only week got he's... there last week because of PK. Yeah, <laughs> but he he find, so he had zero crosses. Like right. James Ward Prowse, ninety minutes, zero crosses. Uh, he created one chance, one foul drawn, no tackles, no interceptions, 26 completed passes, well, but he gets the penalty. Of so, no, they had 10 men for 80 minutes and just sat back the entire time. But That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um, he had an assist against Tottenham. Like, he's just, you know, you go to the game log and it's just double-digit points all over the place. And But against Liverpool in this matchup, I think I'm just – going to pass yeah i was kind of in that range townsend is well, he's also forward eligible but townsend uh, crossed a bunch against well a few times against man city and he's around the same price as ward prowse yeah i'm um, just another crystal palace guy that probably won't be too popular but it's always a good idea to go against sheffield united so it's at least an option yeah i i get townsend he felt a little expensive when i could play as a um yeah and I'm probably not playing both of them, but um, I I get it, I guess. Um, the the guys like Ziyech and Havertz, uh, at least in tournaments, I feel like they're worth considering only because they're much cheaper than all the other guys in the on the Man City side. But you need them to get on the score sheet, and if you don't think that they're scoring against Man City, then there's nothing there. They're worth nothing. Yeah. 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 I've pretty much faded Havertz every time he's been in and it's screwed me a couple times, but uh, for the most part, it usually works out because he has a floor of two points. So. <laughs> he could have had a monster game against Real Madrid and hit the crossbar twice, I think. So um, didn't. Uh, so if we're not playing, Southampton, then we're probably not playing Stuart Armstrong at 5,100. I'm not going to play Rodri at 49. And then there's your boy Ben Osborne at 45. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, think, I have him in my first build. I will say that. <laughs> I, <laughs> so my real question is, why play Osborne at 45 if you could play Fleck at 39 or Norwood at 32? Well, Osborne, they've been playing – well, according to the game logs, they've been playing, uh, what is it, a 3 4 1 2 where Osborne's uh, an attacking midfielder. So, uh, you know, that means something, right? Um, but 
I don't know. He's just a good young player. Um, <laughs> no, your your point stands. Um, you also have Tella down there. Like mm-hmm. you got Tella and Fabinho. Like I think Fabinho is going to move back to the midfield this week, which will maybe give him a added few points. Um, not that he has any upside, but yeah, it makes sense not to like Osborne. Um, um you may have sold me. I, see <laughs> I I think if you're if you're paying down, like really far down, that that's when you consider Sheffield United. Like I think, like I said, I think Fleck is fine. I think Norwood is fine. I think if you're really desperate, Sander Burge at three thousand is okay. Um, but he's only because he's three thousand. Yeah. Like I don't. That's it. Like he's the same price as Tommy. If Tommy Doyle starts, <laughs> I play him over uh, Sander Burge. But but that's the only reason. I think yeah. I think Burge is fine. Like if you're in this range, like I wouldn't mind N'Golo Conte at thirty three hundred. But I don't see a reason for him to have to play. Um, no. Other than the fact that he's like their best player. Um, Nabi Keita at thirty four hundred is always a, a wonderful trap. Um, that I follow. Yeah, I still like everything. I still like Tello over a lot of these guys. There's a chance he doesn't do anything, gets subbed off in the 70th or 60th or 50th. But, <laughs> but I mean, there, he's had games where he just like runs up and down the sideline, and the opponent just tackles him over and over, and he's right. drawn fouls. Um, so I guess we should look at. Uh, yeah, he's on the left side, so he's going to be on Alexander Arnold's side, who's going to be up the field half the time. So mm-hmm. you know, he, he should get some opportunities. That's fair. Um, and they could have like Milner there, depending on how the Liverpool midfield yeah. looks. I would take Tella over Milner in a foot race. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, well, they've been off for I don't know almost two weeks now, so right. Yeah, I guess Milner is projected. So Fabinho, Milner, Tiago. Yeah. <laughs> he could run by any of those guys. So. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Granted, um, Liverpool could have the ball 80% of the time. Right. Um, if only we got fantasy <laughs> points from just running fast. Um, yeah. I But I do think that that range is better than like Milivojevic or Jorginho, which should solidify the penalty now that I've said that out loud. Um, but yeah, you said every podcast though? Probably. You're right. I think he last scored uh, March 8th against Everton. So, If you told me it was March 8th, 2020, I'd believe you too. Although I don't think they were playing. Uh, they might Actually, have still been playing. This does include Champions League, but I don't remember a Jorginho Champions League goal. So, Oh, I thought you meant Milivojevic. Oh, uh, no, Jorginho. Gotcha. gotcha. Uh, Milivojevic maybe scored. No, he scored uh, March 13th. So there you go. More recently, I guess. But anyway. Yeah. Um, going to defense, I agree. Trent Alexander-Arnold seems like a must. He's the most expensive defender at 7,000, but that was fine. Like he was one of the first guys in my lineup, um, particularly yeah. for cash. I, I had Robertson also. Um, but I think if you like the last thing I want to do is look at like the Sheffield United wingbacks and be like, Oh, 
that'll get me there. Um, Cause they just never get me there. And so like, I'm not going to play the Southampton, whoever starts out wide there. Um, and then it's like, do I want to play the Man City guys? If, you know, in that matchup and I don't, I certainly don't want to pay up for the Chelsea guys thinking like, Oh, I'll get Reese James's one or two corners. Um, right. So that leaves me with Liverpool and uh, Crystal Palace. I'm not going to play Joel Ward, so it's either going to be Van Anhol or Mitchell, and I'm not sure I want to play either of those guys. Did you want to play those guys? Uh, No. (laughs) Um, There's a chance Nathaniel Klein starts. Uh, Roy Hodgson mentioned he's going to rotate a bunch through the final few matches, so uh, Klein could come in for Ward. So there's something. Uh, He's 3,000. I mean, I wouldn't... I mean, it's a possibility, but uh, it's not anything really exciting. Um, no. Um, you mentioned the Sheffield United wingbacks. Um, Jaden Bogle has been getting some time. He hasn't really done much lately, but he's had good matches at times. At times, um, yeah. So he's 4.2, and like this is one of their better matchups in a while. So that's at least something to think about. Um, granted, he uh, was subbed off early last match. So yeah, I don't know what to uh, say, say about that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like I think, um, yeah, I just want, I feel like every guy I find, I'm like, oh, I could play him. And then I'm like, I should just play Alexander Arnold and Robertson. Yeah, I think it's those guys, or you just go to the bottom. You go 3K or under. Right. I mean, you go to – if Klein starts, it's the early match, so you can you can see that right away. Um, I don't know. I'll go with pretty much anyone, Vestergaard, and hope uh, Southampton get another 1-0 win outside of if you have all the Liverpool guys. But right. <laughs> um, no, for I'm some good. reason, uh, Riedewald is – a defender, even though he's played midfield all season. So that's not bad. 2,800 in the first game. Didn't didn't he used to be a midfielder slash defender? It's weird Uh, that they would switch that. He's definitely played midfield all season. Right. Okay. Well, but they also still have Tiago as forward eligible. So I'm not sure where, uh, yeah, there's a chance uh, you can get some 2.5 defenders in here. James Tompkins is back from an eye injury, and he probably won't start, but it's an early match and it's possible. So same with Scott Dan. If you want this 2.5, guys, and Crystal Palace could get a clean sheet. So, hey, go all out. <laughs> I'm going to pass on that, but uh, appreciate the offer. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm out. Uh, yeah, me too. But I'm saying for the you know the people out there going with uh, the Crystal Palace four zero win, those are those are your options. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, you pay up for Allison? No. I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, when you can. When you're getting like decent floors from Salah and Jota and Alexander Arnold, you're like you're not going to pay out for a goalie that might get a save or two and might allow a goal. So I don't think it's worth it. I mean, especially with the Crystal Palace Sheffield United match, just just go either side in that match. It's going to be there's a chance either team gets a clean sheet, and then I mean, even Mendy. Like I was going to say, Mendy doesn't look so bad to me. 
Yeah, I mean, depending like what lineup Manchester City plays, but even like we've been saying, the, the FA Cup, uh, Chelsea won one zero. Like it's not, it's not guaranteed. Like these teams are pretty close, or yep, they've been playing pretty equally. And yeah, why not? I'd probably get Mendy. Yeah, Mendy more in um, GPPs just because. I don't know. Pro- well, I don't know. Maybe he'll be less popular. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, I don't know. Um, I, I You got to think that people will look to the Crystal Palace Sheffield United game more just because it's two blah teams, I guess. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. I think that's, I think that's fair. Um, yeah. Mendy. I don't even like Man City don't even force like a ton of saves either. Like I don't see Mendy losing let's even call it one nothing but like making up for it with eight saves like it just doesn't seem like man city needs to play that way and so i'm definitely not playing ederson i know that much no zero chance um i don't think especially if especially if they've mixed up their center backs like they have been doing um like i mean john stones can't play but then you got ruben diaz might not play um even then laporte and uh Okay, are back there. Okay. So it's uh overall, I think given, yeah, we're ki- we're kind of just fading that match, is what it comes down to, no matter yeah. the position. So yeah, I think given the price difference between Ederson and Allison, though, like Allison seems cheap at 59 if Ederson is 53, just because Allison's just so much of a bigger favorite with higher clean sheet odds that if if you're able to pay up, I think that's where you go. That's all. Yeah, but then, but then you're going against your 3.5k forward slash midfielder Nathan Tella. So think about that because he's probably going to score. I'm just saying it right now. Him and probably Ben Osborne. Um, yeah. <laughs> let's see what you can get for a Nathan Tella goal here. I'm going to say plus 1200. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 650. Oh, what? No. Oh. Come on. That's not <laughs> That's not good enough. Like, <laughs> Has he even scored this year? They're plus six fifty, and their implied goal total is less than one. Those are terrible odds. Um, yeah, plus six fifty. Does he have a goal this year? No. Twelve shots in fourteen start of uh, fourteen appearances. That's no. Yeah, like it's I just said, not good enough. 
I'm paying twelve hundred plus twelve hundred for that. Nothing below. <laughs> it's the cutoff. Yeah. Um, the economy is made up of real people doing real stuff, and it affects everything, which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. So we were just talking about how we were going to fade the Man City-Chelsea game. Um, there's also a Man City-Chelsea showdown that uh, the GPP is like almost three times the size. I think maybe it's double, 35 and 15 or something like that. Um, so part of the reason we don't want to play Man City on the classic slate is because the lineup can be so all over the place. We have the the safety, at least, uh, with Showdown, knowing who's going to start. I think the best tournament uh, lineup for this game has two goalkeepers. What do you think? Okay. Well, I mean, I think you know I'm a big proponent of going for the score of the straw. Um, that is one of my favorite strategies. Mm -hmm. um, so I can't disagree with you. Um, I'd say going with the underdog, Mendy, would be the play right there. Um, just because they're the underdog. Um, mm -hmm. If it's a scoreless draw, if Chelsea win 1-0 again, um, there you go. You're there you go. looking pretty good right there. Yeah. Um, I think that's probably the best move. The problem is that they may only get two or three saves. So if there is no clean sheet, you're, you're going to lose no matter what. <laughs> um, yes. But I guess I that's, that's tournament play. So yeah, <laughs> that's how it goes. Um, but I think we're, I think everyone's in agreement. Like it's not going to be like a three, two type of match. And if it yeah, is, then, I don't think so. Yeah. So, so you have to look at it. Are you going to play either of the goalkeepers or are you going to go with attacking players? And maybe you're going to go against the odds and go with the three, two type of match. Like, I mean, that's the, that's pretty much how you have to look at it. You got to go with the clean sheet or you got to go with the high scoring match. In that case, you're back in whoever basically that's in there. <laughs> Because I mean, you could there. You could use anyone in these games. Is that's kind of how it's been all season for these teams. So yeah, like I think the the assumed lineup is like three three or four two, uh, Man City. Like I think that's kind of the where the chalky idea comes from. But like even doing that, like you're gonna end the the four Man City. Like you can't play De Bruyne, Mares, Aguero, and Foden or something like that. You know, like you, there's just not yeah. enough salary for that. Um, Even then you have to, you're guessing for the goals. Right. Right. You're getting, you're paying up for all of those guys and you still could miss out on the Ferran Torres bench goal or something like that. Like, right. Yeah. I'd I say think, like Pulisic at like 7,600 is, will probably be pretty popular just because he's cheaper and he's Pulisic. So, right. um, and I think he's starting, I mean, you can get him cheaper than pretty much, I don't know. A lot of players here, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get him cheaper than Ferran Torres, even cheaper than Timo Werner. So, Gunduan, Bernardo Silva, <laughs> like, um, he'll be pretty popular. Um, if, like, if they don't rotate much, I'd probably still lean. If you're looking for attackers, I'd still lean something like Mares as a captain. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem with that is, I guess people would be looking at that midweek match and, okay, Mares, I don't know, he had 50 points as a uh, maybe that uh, maybe not that high but he was he was pretty high and he was pretty high yeah he yeah. might have been up there um so people will be looking at that so he'll be a little more popular than he was against PSG um but otherwise like if for an attacker I don't know it's you're just guessing pretty much um yeah this isn't like a match where you want one of the fullbacks as a captain because it's not like those guys are going to be crossing a ton um I, the only chance would be, you know, Reese James starts and then Mason Mount isn't playing or Ben Chilwell is not playing as well. And that's just hasn't been happening lately. So, but, but even if that happens, like, I still don't think they have the ball. Yeah. Enough to, like, <laughs> right. Yeah. They had three corners that last meeting. Like what is, what does set pieces even mean in this matchup? So, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm all about a Reese James captain most, most times, but, um, I just don't see it in this one. Like, I think you're, you're just better off playing for something weird. And if you're playing for, you know, like a two, one or one, one and trying to get pieces from each side, like, I think you're just going to end up with a lineup that a lot of other people have. And like, there's no telling that that's how the game ends. Yeah. And so I think if you play for one of the teams to have a clean sheet, doesn't, you know, it doesn't have to be Chelsea. You can still stack a, you know, Ederson and a bunch of, you know, some of the defenders and just hope that that floor gets you there. Like, I think that's fine, but. Um, I wonder if the ultimate GPP move would be to captain a center back and then hope for a goal and clean sheet. So you got like a Kurt Zuma or something or uh, Ruben Diaz or Nathan Ake or something like that. <laughs> you know, you get a header, header goal off a set piece. You got the goal. Maybe you get the clean sheet. You never know. Yeah you have to play whatever goalkeeper, like you need the correlation with the yeah. goalkeeper in that situation. Yeah, definitely. Um, you, you'll need maybe the, the other center back. Right. <laughs> and then yeah. probably, I mean, the might... op- yeah. probably the opposite uh, set piece takers for the other team. That's usually what I roll with. Um, maybe if it's like you get like an early goal kind of thing and then the other team's attacking for the second half. So you get those set piece points too. So, so uh, Zuma captain with Mendy, uh, Should we put this together right now? <laughs> Zuma okay. captain, Mendy, uh, what do we think? Christensen or uh, Tiago Silva? Might, or? I mean, with Zuma captain, we might not need another center back. It, that might be the case. That's that's probably we, right. We could throw Reese James in there. Right. You can we'll definitely throw Mares in there. We need mount for the assist, and then we can use. We have thirteen point five k for anything we want. De Bruyne, De Bruyne there you go. And we got two point nine k left, but I think that's a winning lineup, so it doesn't matter. Oh, that's such a. Well, so hold on, we have Mendy. I'm not numbing. Zuma, captain, Mendy, James, James, yeah, De Bruyne, Mares. Yeah, that's right. So we'll get the assist on the set piece to Zuma. We'll get the clean sheet win. It'll be 1-0. And then we'll get uh, second half set pieces from Mahrez and De Bruyne. 
Um, I'm here. We go entering fifteen dollar <laughs> contest. All right, let's do it. <laughs> we don't like to give out uh, lineups on the podcast, but that one was too good not to. Uh... <laughs> but I, yeah, I, mean, I mean, I think that's how you play it, though. You just you got to find a scenario that maybe not everybody is considering and just mm-hmm. build your lineup. I mean, that's how Showdown works anyway. So that's how right. a one nothing Chelsea win with a Zuma goal works. And if Zuma doesn't <laughs> score and Man City scores, you're absolutely dead. Yeah, I mean it's that's how it works. Right. <laughs> it's it's just uh I mean uh, Yeah. That's it. All right. We lost you. Oh, perfect time to lose you. All right. Um if you guys have any follow up questions uh for Adam, you can find I'm him back. Or at Rotos Adroit. Yeah, Rotowire. Yeah, for the video, you please hit the like button below. Please Feel free to subscribe for all the Rotowire videos. If you're listening to the audio version, you can please just rate and review it wherever you listen. Adam, thank you for that. Good luck on Saturday. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit slash soccer. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.